Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking with Matt Garza of New England Creative on Weddings in the Time of TikTok. Matt's been a wedding filmmaker since 2016, and you have probably seen him at Vision Quest or Osmosis in Iceland. Matt, I'm super stoked to have you on today. How you doing, dude? Doing great, man. This is fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Matt and I met uh, at a NACE event. It was a NACE event in yep. December. It was Moneyball. Yeah, you were shooting Moneyball. Yeah, it's a good time. The first, first like networking event I've been to, and you know, obviously pre-COVID. Um, it's good to like see people's faces again and yeah. uh, get an opportunity to dance. And I think you grabbed my camera at one point and actually filmed me on the dance floor. <laughs> I, I did. And then I realized that uh, I had not made the switch to Sony yet. And I was like, I don't have any fucking clue what I'm doing with this thing. Like I could see something that said like tracking cancel. Like I distinctly remember the back of the camera and going, I don't have any idea what to do with this thing. <laughs> Just hit so record, it, man. Yeah. yeah, if it came out, I'm pretty excited because uh, I remember when I handed it, when I walked back over to Brittany and I was just like, I, I don't know anything about that camera once I took it. But uh, footage was great. It looks great. Oh, good. Yeah, that was 100 yeah. percent luck. I uh, <laughs> now, ironically, we have FX threes and that kind of stuff, yep. and we've we've made the we've switched to the dark side. There but um, I. Uh, just since so everybody you know just to say it again matt's also a videographer so i'm sure we're going to devolve into equipment right now but uh yeah i'm 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 really excited that we switched over like i'm pretty stoked like i have zero i've done a bunch of work now with with our a7 4 and the fx3 and um i'm really excited with that with that purchase just in general terms yeah yeah, I've been Sony since uh, Sony Purist since I started. Actually, I should say that you know the first first wedding I shot was on a Canon 80D. Nice. Um, and then uh, you know um, really enjoyed the first wedding that I shot and just was like you know if I'm going to be serious about this, I feel like I gotta get a couple more things. And naturally at that time, like the A7S II was kind of the direction most folks were going. So jumped in around 2016 with the A7S II and just stuck it out. You know, collected lenses and too expensive to switch man so yeah you sony's, sony's really crushing it right now so yeah i uh i literally I, I think it was in like episode like 49 i was talking about making the switch and it cost us about 12 grand yep. to switch over and that actually included something that i wasn't aware that sigma did i just mm-hmm. happened to buy all sigma glass like 90 percent of our lenses are sigma um oh yeah the panasonic and I just I for some odd reason I just Googled like can you convert a lens mount? Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, Sigma converts lens but so they have two they've sent one back because it's Interesting. done. But you just you it cost us I, I wanna say it was eight hundred and eighty total. That's shipping both directions, that kind of stuff. But they've they They've converted our 35 millimeter 1.4 from L mount to E mount, and it works fantastic. Like wow. it is just fantastic. Like every feature works, focus mapping works on the A7 IV. Like it's you might as well have just a native Sony lens on the camera. Did not know that was a thing. I yeah, learned something and, today. <laughs> uh, the our 24 to 70 f 2.8 we don't have back yet, and then our 85 1.4 we don't have back yet. Uh, I was actually hoping that this week I'd get an email about the 24 to 70 because that one was supposed to come back first. Not that you care about any of this, but, um, the 35 came back, but cool. 
Yeah, no, That's like awesome. it. Yeah, it's it's actually you know so it cost me eight hundred bucks, which is significantly cheaper than buying three buying new, new lenses. Lens. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's eight hundred for three conversions, three lenses. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, th- I think one, I think two of them were like two thirty. One was, I think the eighty five was the most expensive because that lens is pretty much brand new, so that probably yeah. has some different work to do to it. But huh. um, yeah, so eight eighty, and that also included because I, I, I'm pretty sure they shipped the eighty five to Japan to Sigma Japan because uh-huh. I had to ship them to Sigma of New York, and then very cool. Yeah, so it's wow. actually a pretty cool little feature. So if anybody's yeah. on the fence about getting lenses, I right now I'm a big Sigma proponent because you can use them across multiple yeah. platforms and <laughs> But I did get the uh the 16 to 35 Sony G Master. Yep. And 2.8. that's a great. Yeah. That's a yeah. great lens. Like that's that's a really really great lens. Yeah, I've got the F4 version of that. That was one of the first lenses I bought actually in 2016 and and now it doesn't get a whole lot of use because I um, I shoot on the 24-1.4 G Master for mm-hmm. most of my gimbal work. So, um, but yeah, great, great lens was was always pretty solid. Didn't you just get the new uh, seventy to two hundred? I did. Yeah, oh. yeah. Over the last four months, uh, I've gotten um, both the one thirty five one point eight G Master and then the seventy to two hundred two point eight version two, which um, is a little lighter. Um, same dimensions, um, faster autofocus motors, a little bit lighter. So sweet. It's nice having two 7200s this year. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. we have uh, – so we, we bought the Tamron route. Mm-hmm. We got a Tamron. It's it's a it's a 70 to like 180. It doesn't actually huh. go to 200. Huh. It's a 180, which is very – which is an odd – I did notice when I was looking through Tamron lenses that they uh, – all of their focal lengths are not conventional. You know what I mean? Huh. Like it's yeah. like a 26 to 74. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, uh, but one of the cool things that the a7 IV has is a clear image zoom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, it's got the button built in on the punch. front. Yep. Yeah. And cool. it just, when it, when you punch in, it adds a 1.5 magnifier to it. Yep. So yep. now I'm turning that 180 into like a 250. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. It comes in handy, you know, when you when you don't quite have enough reach, you know, because most brides aren't really going to notice, you know, not even me, to be quite frank, to be honest, I wouldn't even really notice unless it yeah. wasn't me controlling it, so. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I, I knew that it was... It, 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 I, we talk about, about gear for hours, probably, you know? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I spend way too much time watching... Like, I would watch... I watch YouTube videos on Canon stuff. I don't even own... I own a Canon right. 70 to 200, but I just use a mount converter for it. Right. <laughs> the, um, I don't even have Canon cameras, and I watch it. Like, yeah. Why? What... what? Good it's just in our blood, man. To do for me, why do I need to know about Canon's menu system? Exactly. Um, all right, so let's let's start at the beginning. How how did yeah. you get started in videography? Man, um, so yeah, you know, wedding video again started in 2016, but prior to that, um, you know, I think I bought my first DSLR. Um, it was a Nikon. God, it's like a kit lens combo back when Circuit City was still a thing. Um, bought it in uh, Seekonk, Massachusetts when I was working at Best Buy at the time. And so naturally, you know, I just kind of jumped into um, photography at first and just kind of learning 
the ins and outs from the outset of me opening the box, you know, I just left it on manual and was just determined that I'm going to learn how to balance ISO aperture exposure and all that stuff. So kind of started in photo, um, messed around with that for a couple of years, I'd say, you know, uploading my pictures I thought were beautifully gorgeous shot photos up to Flickr when that was still a thing Flickr. for those of yeah. photographers yeah. out there that remember Flickr. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, uh, made a really terrible website for my personal work and, you know, just, uh, like anybody that's a hobbyist, you know, just, just dove in head first and tried to learn everything you could about it. And then it wasn't until about probably 2009, I bought, um, before kind of cell phone video was really a thing, a, uh, one of the little flip HD camcorders. I don't know if you remember those mm -hmm. or like the little rectangular little pocket cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had, uh, jumped into that and just started, uh, uh, pirated Sony Vegas at the time to like learn how to video edit. Um, and just, you know, dumb videos with my car. You know, I had a nice Mazda speed three turbo hatchback at the time. So I just take dumb videos and just learn how to stitch things together and tell stories that way. And then got a Nikon D300S, which is, I think, the first Nikon camera. Um, maybe, I think it's maybe the D90 was the first one. I could be mixing the model numbers out, to be honest. Uh, but the D300S, I think, was the first, like, prosumer DSLR to have, like, video in it. So I had one of those and got a lot more serious in, in the video world learning that. And then, um, yeah, probably wasn't until, like, 2015 that I really dive in. Uh, I think as, as time went on from about like 2010 to 2015, I just kind of ditched photography. It just kind of fell out of my interest. Once I discovered video and all the capabilities there, uh, storytelling and emotion and music and all these other elements to it, that's just kind of the direction that I gravitated towards. And 2015, I started like a family vlogging thing when my, my daughter was born, my son was born just to record like family memories and trips and vacations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm posted it online on YouTube. Nobody really watched it. I didn't care. Um, it was more just, you know, uh, capturing memories that we'd have years down the line when my kids grew up and really fell in love with that and the storytelling aspect of that. Did some kind of narrative stuff with me talking into my microphone in my closet and, you know, kind of just experimenting with storytelling. And naturally, I think that's kind of how I progressed into weddings in 2016. I thought, you know, this is really fun. How could I do this, but, you know, uh, one, make money. We all want to make money. And then, uh, two, you know, make things that are kind of meaningful, uh, um, for other people. So that's kind of what spurred the jump to weddings in, in 2016. And I convinced a friend to let me shoot his wedding for free. Uh, I said, Hey man, I've got this equipment. He had seen my stuff on YouTube. He's like, heck yeah. Did that one wedding. And then it snowballed, um, from that point. Um, and, uh, now we're, um, pretty busy, pretty busy shooting around <laughs> 25, uh, ish weddings a season, 20 to 25 all around new England. And, um, have got some destination stuff this year, which I'm pretty stoked about. So yeah, where are you headed? Uh, we've got one, uh, in actually, uh, Reno, Nevada, um, oh, nice. which actually came about through TikTok, actually. So, um, kind of cool. Yeah. What a perfect segue. Perfect. <laughs> it's like I planned it that way. <laughs> so um, just so everybody – just to remind everybody, the, the point of this podcast today 
is to talk about like it, it, I joke about weddings in the time of TikTok. Um, in case anybody, I'm I'm talking about the book Life in the Time of Cholera. But anyways, <laughs> I just seen the look on Matt's face. Uh, I've never read it. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but um, literally, I just filmed a podcast with an Instagram expert that was really interesting talking about Instagram. And then an hour later, I'm talking to Matt about TikTok. And why why I wanted to chat with Matt about this is. When I looked a few days ago, you had like 95,000-ish followers. Like you – it looked like you were close to 95,000. Yeah. It was a significant amount. Like when I followed you, I was like, he ain't even going to see that I followed him. (laughs) 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 But um, you have one video that I believe has 6.6 million views and then the one underneath that – I want to say it was like three million. I, yeah. I was like flipping through, looking at looking at some of your data. So that that's impressive. Like those are those are big boy numbers right there. That's not like you know somebody somebody clicked like on a but no man those those are like large numbers right there. So what um, what pushed you into the TikTok into the TikTok realm? Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, first off, let me just preface by saying like, I'm not a TikTok expert by any stretch of the imagination. What, uh, I think is going to be helpful here is just kind of share like what's worked for me. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what in terms of getting into TikTok, right. I think it was, um, gosh, it was like probably the beginning of 2020. Um, you know, before COVID really kicked in, I had seen and kind of heard about this thing, TikTok, um, you know, like most of us, I think in the video world, spend um spend most of our time on Instagram, uh, right? Which is which is also a good channel for me in terms of inquiries. But mm-hmm. saw this kind of TikTok uh, taking off, um, you know, uh, and, and I immediately as I kind of like read into it a little more, um, I, I kind of harkened back to a couple years ago when uh, it was really before I got into wedding video um, specifically, but. Uh, I was late to the game for Instagram, like very late to the game. I kind of just sort of discredited it as this sort of fad thing. Never really got too involved with it on a personal level. I didn't really have a personal account on Instagram at that time. And, uh, and, uh, kind of waited on it as well a little bit when I started my business for wedding video. And that was honestly a mistake. I should not have, (laughs) uh, you know, pushed Instagram aside. Um, so definitely that was, that was in the back of my mind. And then I heard sort of this thing with TikTok taking off and I was like, Oh, this is interesting video only for the most part. Right. Which is naturally, um, kind of made me perk up a little bit. And then, you know, uh, obviously I started thinking and kind of downloaded the app and, um, very quickly kind of got sucked into it myself. Um, you know, late nights in bed, just endlessly scrolling. And I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of a unique tool. And I would think probably pretty powerful for wedding content. Right. I mean, you think, uh, their target demographic, mostly like kind of like late teenage, early 20, mid 20 females spend a lot of time on this app. Um, and if you look at YouTube, wedding content is enormously popular. Um, right. So, um, I just thought, you know, I'm going to not discredit it this time and actually just get on board now. And so basically I went back with some of the films I had created in years past and 
I had a, I, we do a lot of like long form documentary edits. Mm-hmm. So I had basically like full cuts of the entire day for a lot of my weddings over the last couple of years and just sort of made mental notes. Oh, that was a funny moment. That was a, you know, hilarious speech and just sort of went back and did vertical cuts, short little vertical cuts, um, spent like one night basically just churning out a bunch, just little clips here and there, 20 second. At the time, I think TikTok was only doing minute videos maximum. So just churned out a bunch of content and started to trickle it out. And, uh, yeah, it, it didn't take long for, you know, I think, um, it was probably like a matter of two, three weeks when one of my videos really popped off and I think got like, uh, like 1.82 million views in a matter of like two or three days. It was like, Whoa, this is kind of cool. So, yeah, not to change the subject, yeah. but you're, you're recording this, um, separately, right? Correct. Yeah, I've okay. got a separate recorder going. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm just hearing some weird like popping. That's all. interesting. Almost yeah. like the the um, the jack is loose. You know what I mean? Like, and you're you're hearing the wire like wiggle back and forth as it's so interesting. I just, I just want to make sure that you were. That's all. yeah. We're good. All right. Cool. Uh, so, do you mind taking us through some of the numbers that you've had from TikTok? And the reason. When I was on the this the podcast before you, uh, our number one like lead generator is vendor yeah. referral. So vendor yeah. like planners, photographers, that kind of stuff. Number two for us is actually Instagram. Yep. So we we get a lot of inquiries coming from Instagram. People finding us like you know hashtag Boston wedding videographer or something. Yeah. Uh, including our inquiries from Instagram typically are. Um, higher priced. Yep. So we're getting more revenue from Instagram on average than we are from like a vendor referral. So yep. what, what do you, uh, that sounded like I'd been drinking. What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what does your, like your like numbers look like when it comes to like say bookings or conversions, that kind of stuff coming from TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So last year, so I guess starting in 2020, right when when I really kicked off in TikTok, um, I just looked back at my numbers in 2020. I think we got four total inquiries just in, in 2020 again, which is not a lot. Um, That's also at that time, yeah. it's 2020, um, and one booking in 2020, which we ended up shooting in 2021, right? Um, so four inquiries, one booking in 2021. Uh, or sorry, 2020. This year, um, again, you know, and and I would say like, didn't spend a ton more time on TikTok, you know, in general, I would say, um, you know, maybe make a couple of posts, like one week of every month is like, I'll sit down and just kind of turn out a couple little clips and just slowly kind of trickle them out over, over maybe like a one week, two week span. Um, so I didn't like double my engagement with TikTok by any means. It's, it's been pretty consistent, I'd say, from the outset. Um, but last year, 24 total inquiries, four bookings, um, which, you know, when I looked at Instagram, much much like you and, in, in, um, you know, the other person you talked with, with respect to your, you know, uh, inquiries, 70 inquiries for vendor referrals, right? That's the bulk of where I get mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Instagram is uh, basically tied with Google um, 
and then TikTok's again at just a little bit under that, right? So TikTok was kind of like last year is approaching similar levels as Instagram and what people noted as just finding me on Google. So to me, that's pretty telling. Um, you know, uh, wedding content seems to do very well on TikTok if you can, um, you know, get your content out there and it resonates with people. Um, and I think last year was definitely an eye opener just to see how much, uh, success, you know, we've, we've, we've had with it. Right. And my definition of success maybe isn't as, uh, the same as some other people that are like 20, you know, what 24 inquiries on TikTok. It's like, I get 300 on Google or whatever. Right. And so, uh, we're more of a boutique brand too, though. So I, I don't, you know, take into account somebody that's doing volume, you know, where they're getting like 150 leads a month. Right. Um, we're, we're definitely a little bit different in that in terms of that. So, so I don't know, I don't know what's going on with us right now, but we're averaging about a hundred inquiries a month. Sweet. Like we are just getting, and this, this isn't to, for me, like toot my own horn. Like I don't, it's, I'm sure that's going to stop here in like a month, but, um, yeah, it's been, cause we're the same way. We're only trying to book, you know, I, if I hit 20 weddings this year, I, you know, I might stop it at 15 just so I yeah. could take a break from last year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like that's the, the you know, because we, we try to respond to every one of them. But anyways, the um, <clears throat> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of like the volume brands just in general. Like it's, it's a good business model for some people. Like I'm not mad at people for making money. Yeah. That's just not, yeah. that's not what, you know, Brittany and I, it's not for everybody, you yeah. know, and I've heard, I don't plan I've heard on some... making a team or, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm good yeah. with just me and Brit. <laughs> some people want to keep it simple and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. On the flip side too, like more power to you if you want to scale and, and do oh, volume, yeah. right. Like, yep. um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I haven't decided where I want to land yet. Obviously now we're a boutique studio. Uh, I am looking, you know, um, I'm acquiring kind of more, um, gear, uh, over the time and to look, looking kind of maybe with the idea to expand to, um, two teams at some point. Um, but you know, we'll see. I'm in no rush. You know, I think for a lot of, a lot of studios, you know, maybe that's where they, they fall into some trouble is wanting to expand and doing so too quickly where they don't have reliable people and they try to outsource to people they don't know. Um, as we know, uh, I was going to say these I, volume brands we've 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 discussed who get into a lot of trouble hiring people who are inexperienced, right? So I think we've we've maybe worked with some of these companies before. But I I cannot count how many times last year I would get an email on a Friday, yeah, being like, "Hey, can you shoot a wedding for us on Saturday?" From somebody that I've I've never met, never came in contact with, like no, like they Same. just found yeah. us through a search engine or something, and they're just like, "Please be available." Yeah. And just like what I don't, so with some companies, I just, I don't understand like how they, I don't understand that business model whatsoever. It's too much stress for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. But speaking, going back to the TikToks. Yeah. Um, one thing that I was looking into just in general was with Facebook and, you know, Facebook <clears throat> was like a week ago, two weeks ago now took this like nosedive in their stock. Yep. So they, uh, it was what, like 20, I think it was like 26%. It was 20 some percent. Like it was the largest single drop. 200 something billion dollars or something. I can't even, it was, yeah, which it was is a crazy number. Mind numbing. But um, yeah. one of the biggest reasons 
was when they started looking at the data behind Facebook, you know, 10, 12 years ago, young people made up the bulk of Facebook, like people 24 and, and, and under. But today they make up 12%. Yep. And where did those young people go? TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Facebook's <laughs> like social TikTok. networking for boomers now, you yep. know, is what a lot of people are saying. Right. And yeah. And yeah, the the market valuation or a crazy drop last week or the week before was was definitely interesting to see. And I think, you know, uh, our our favorite human cyborg, Mark Zuckerberg, yes. you know, he uh, <laughs> he, yep. uh, you know, I think I, I was reading something. You know, he's basically told his staff, you know, we need to double down on video because we're getting our asses beat by TikTok, plain and simple. Um, and so I think Facebook's coming to having to come to terms with sort of the shift in popularity among younger people. And, um, you know, I think, I guess going back to when I jumped into it in hindsight might've been a good decision, you know, but again, that's not to say that, you know, I, I, I know, I know friends of mine that have jumped on TikTok just in the last months and, uh, in the last, sorry, six months and, uh, are already close to, you know, 60, 70, 80, sometimes some of them even more, uh, followers than me. You know, I have a friend, I think Ashley B photo, um, is another one. I can't quite remember. They're like, uh, Jay and Mac, they're like mm-hmm. 580,000, you know, and I'm sure they're getting TikTok. Jay and Mac have a lot of fun stuff though. TikTok, yeah, they, for sure. Yeah, they have TikTok, a lot of like, fun stuff. Partner, TikTok partners now. And, you know, um, and I'm sure they're doing well in terms of like their creative fun earnings, which maybe we can get into, uh, later, which is another interesting element that, you know, TikTok's actually paying creators to, post their content on their platform, Facebook, Instagram, they're not doing it. So I think that's also maybe another factor of why uh, you know, a lot of creators are focusing their efforts on TikTok. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to talk about that because, um, you know, but before I bump into the next, before we start talking about like yeah. strategies and that kind of stuff, one thing that I would highly recommend to people is something that we pretty much did. And that was, we, we started a TikTok t- account you don't be too impressed. I think I have like 40 followers, <laughs> <laughs> but our big concern was the name. Yeah. So like we reserved at be about exposure. So yep. that way for some odd reason, if somebody was using that, they wouldn't be able to, you know, we would be able to control that name. Yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend to anyone, if you're not, even if you don't care about Twitter, you don't care about Pinterest, you don't care about TikTok, that you at least go create your account. Actually, you know what? You need to go create your accounts and then go drop your website in the website piece because that's good for SEO. That gives you domain authority. But anyways, the uh, but that way you at least reserve the name. Yeah. So if, in case you decide that you're like, okay, I want to jump, I want to get on this TikTok thing. It's not too late in your, yeah. your be about exposure 23. And that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless running in the background and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.
So I guess uh, the million dollar question, Matt, is how did you make your six million view TikTok video go viral? <laughs> what is the magic formula? We oh, have to know? if I had those answers, man, um, I might be very rich. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, you know, I, I, again, going back to kind of what I was mentioning earlier, you know, I think that first one, um, which I could be incorrect here. If you scroll way down in my profile, you'll probably see it as one of the first few that I had put out back in 2020. It was just a clip of uh, a bride that we were shooting, um, um, some footage of her and her bridesmaids, where a butterfly basically just flew out of the sky and landed on her. Right. It's like, it's like this Disney moment that like you can't script, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the butterfly landed on her and she kind of just like the butterfly, she tried to like take it off and let it, you know, let it go. It wouldn't leave. So she just kind of like put the butterfly in her bouquet where the butterfly literally stayed all the way throughout the remainder of the day into the reception later in the evening. And until finally at the end of the night, she let it go. So it was just like this crazy, crazy like moment just, you know, in the craziness of shooting a wedding. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let me just put together a little, um, you know, no music on top of it. And I think the strategy for in terms of creating the content, again, it's vertical cuts, all vertical. And there's a lot of videos, uh, sorry, filmmakers that are like, vertical video you know it's funny. i don't want to are you God, are you one of those people no though? no i <laughs> sent a post this morning in uh whatever group talking about like literally this morning like people recording in vertical just don't get it and i was like oh okay yeah <laughs> it's the same the same what i instantly thought of was back in like uh the early like late 1700s early 1800s when the newspaper came out, like actual printed newspapers, people were losing their mind because they were talking about how lazy everybody was going to get because they were just going to be sitting on their porch reading the paper. <laughs> like we have the same argument over and over again, no matter what new thing is coming out. Like it's always yeah. so that's the first thing I thought of was, oh, people used to bitch and moan about newspapers. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a paper boy. Yeah, so I, I was I'm, I'm familiar with the age of the newspaper. Um some of you young whippersnappers out there maybe have never seen one. Yeah, Phil and I, true. we've, I used to deliver them. That was actually my first job in high school. Um, I, I remember I, I had a job as a paperboy for like three weeks, but I could not figure out the right houses. And like, I was giving the wrong people the paper. Yeah, no, I, I lost that job like real yeah, quick. Fired. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, but yeah, going back, you know, it, it's like a lot of people are, are just reluctant, right? They don't, like, I don't want to spend the time. It's changed. Uh, none of what I film is vertical, right? I mean, I don't shoot weddings like with the intent of posting to TikTok, like yeah. from holding my camera upright and getting all like, no, I film everything as you normally would. Um, I just adapted to a basically a, a 1080 by 1920 timeline. Um, but Matt, just, that ruins the image. You've completely yeah. <laughs> destroyed the creativity of that image. Is a 22 year old bride going to care? Cause when she cares is when I care. Yeah, no, that's it's you know it's the same thing when people yeah. are like, oh, you don't deliver your films in 4K, and you know I, nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it still looks good on their TV. Looks so. great. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I I just kind of made up my mind. And granted, you know, there was some uh, Instagram content, 
you know, like teaser films and stuff before I got into TikTok that I had already sort of rendered out in a like a 1080 by 1350. So it wasn't quite filling up the whole screen vertically. That's how I used to do a 1080 by 1350. Yeah. And I still do some of those for, you know, just um, Instagram specific videos, right? Um, yeah. Not not stories uh, or TikTok. Um, so, so yeah, you know, um, uh, I just had that one specific moment uh, with the butterfly and just did a little cut with the, just the natural audio. Um, and, and for a lot of the content that I put on TikTok, I don't overlay the music that I would in the film. It's, it's typically just the organic audio just because TikTok allows you to put the audio in over top of it. And from everything that I can tell using, um, you know, uh, any of the songs from their quote unquote viral playlist in the app mm-hmm. will allow your, your videos to, to, to probably trend better or be put in front of more people as opposed to just using, um, you know, the audio from the actual clip itself. Um, but it's not always the case. That's why their algorithm, you know, is is so elusive and confusing, even still to me. It's like I've had some videos that uh, where I where I like you know like snippets of speeches, for example, where I just use don't put any audio or sorry music in, and I just use the natural ambient audio from the speech. Three million views. It's like okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, so yeah, you know. Um, it's not a perfect science and I'm still, um, trying to figure it out. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think the first one I just got lucky. Um, and that was wild to see. Cause I had, I think I, at the time I had been posting, um, the occasional clip to Instagram or sorry, to, to TikTok. Uh, I posted a couple clips like throughout a week or two and it was just nothing, you know, it was like 40 views, 50 and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like anybody, you see like the lower viewership and you're like, ah, what's the, what's the use? What's the bother? Yeah. Um, hey, what's my ROI with this? What's the ROI? Like I, I've got four kids. I don't have a lot of time myself. Like why am I spending time on this app as a 35 year old grown ass man? <laughs> you know, like, um, but when that video popped off, I was like, oh wow, this is cool. And just like refreshing my phone to see just like, just like filling up with followers, foof, foof. you know, it's a, uh, it's a rush and I could see how could hit the pleasure centers of the brain and cause mm-hmm. you to keep wanting to. And definitely, uh, I think in that span when that first video popped off, I was like, oh my God, I gotta post more. I gotta post more. Like everybody would. Right. And, um, and yeah, you know, I think throughout that first year, I, you know, I mentioned my numbers for 2020, four inquiries, one booking. It wasn't like I got a ton of leads, you know? Um, but like but, anything, I mean, if you, yeah, sorry. Go I was ahead. just gonna say, if you if you look at the your conversion ratio, that's twenty percent. That's pretty high. Yeah, like, that's a pretty high. And then same with your numbers in twenty twenty one. That's got to be like eighteen percent. Yeah, again, it's, that's it's, pretty. I'm looking high. at it right now. TikTok twenty four leads, four bookings, sixteen point seven percent. So uh, I'll Damn, take that. Man, I didn't realize I was so good. I was so good at doing percentages in my head. You're a math yeah. guy. You're a yeah, math guy. I am not. I'm horrible. At math. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I think, I think a lot of, what is it like if you, if you talk to, you know, branding experts or whatever, they'll say, um, you know, if you're, if you're landing like 10 to 12% conversion rate, you know, converting 10 to 12% of all the leads you get, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, no, that's pretty high. So, so 16% yeah, like with TikTok, like yeah. I'll take it, you know, yeah, that's and cool. revenue wise too, it's the same, uh, you know actually this, if not slightly better than the average booking revenue wise for Instagram, 
Yeah, because so. it's not like you're charging a different rate for the people that are coming in from no. TikTok. No, so. but I think the perception is a lot of people think that, oh, TikTok, you know, it was it like 16-year-old girls, 17, like, oh, they're the only ones that spend time on this app. No, no. In fact, the first booking that I got in 2020, again, I shot their bride. It was a Cape Cod wedding in Falmouth this year. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Brides, probably, I would have guessed 40, 41 years old. Uh, and the remainder of the additional four that I've booked this year, um, one, uh, she's, I, I would guess probably around 28. That's our Nantucket booking. Um, which again, is a very great market to be in. So, I mean, uh, in fact, all the TikTok bookings we got are in fantastic markets. One, um, was, is probably a, I would guess 25, 26 year old bride. Um, at the bar, uh, Boston Park Plaza, which is nice, it's nice, nice venue. venue. Yeah, it's a nice venue. Um, and uh, you know, a destination one out in out in Reno, which is going to be going to be wild. It's like a complete disco theme, um, which is going to be totally off the wall. Like everyone's showing up to the reception in disco outfits. So it's like you know, really cool opportunities um, that are coming our way. If I had just discredited TikTok, TikTok and not even yeah. bothered with it, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, like the Nantucket one, for example, is, is going to be great too. Cause the, the, the bride has connections. She's lived on the Island her whole life. She knows wedding planners. She, she builds websites for them. So she's going to, um, kind of establish and get me some connections with people there. So you, you never know where these things will take you. Uh, I'm just grateful that I decided to not, uh, <laughs> discredit it. Like I did with Instagram so many years ago. Yeah, so let's let's talk about distributing the content. Are you making TikTok specific cuts or are you making one cut that can be used all across different platforms where you put you cross post from TikTok, Instagram and then, you know, drop it on yeah, Facebook? That's a great question. Yeah, so um before, you know, I got into TikTok creating content and I say creating content, I should say creating edits or cuts for TikTok. It's not like I go to a wedding with the intent of creating TikTok videos. Um, but uh, for the longest time before TikTok really took off, uh, I would do um, um, like render out my teaser films. So like my one minute teaser films that I deliver in 4K widescreen, I would take those and I would deliver a 1080 by 1920 version of it and post it to stories. Um, just because in that way, I had the traditional Instagram post where I'm tagging all of the vendors. But in addition to that, what I found is, I don't know if it's, you're the same way in the traditional Instagram video posts, they don't get a ton of engagement, right? You know, they, you know, it it depends on what it is or how active the bride maybe is on social. Yeah. But, but, you know, on a lucky day, I may get like 700 to a thousand views over the span of like a couple of weeks on a video post. Um, but I, that's why I created the, the, the vertical 1080 by 1920 cuts and would post them to stories is cause then I could tag all of the vendors on every 30 second, um, basically clip within the story post. Mm-hmm. And then they would then share that. And so naturally I got a lot of viewership and followers just from people sharing them being tagged in my Instagram vertical story. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so I did that for the longest time, and then obviously TikTok came around, and um, I didn't I didn't find some of the first stuff I experimented with was was taking those 
vertical, uh, basically like teaser cuts, which would include like, you know, whatever I made for the teaser film. So it include like the licensed music and all that. They didn't perform well It never really performed well on TikTok. And so, uh, I kind of ditched that and I said, well, let's just find funny, heartwarming, um, hilarious, um, tear jerking moments from all the years past and just focus on that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, um, and again, for us, it worked really well because we end up doing a lot of the longer form documentary style edits. So for a lot of these weddings, I already had the cuts there. So I just drag, uh, drag the file in and then just basically change the project dimensions to a 1080 by 1920, scale it down. And then, um, went back through the speeches and snip, 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 snip. just make all these, uh, short vertical cuts. And then, uh, you know, when Instagram, obviously Facebook, uh, they copy everything, right? So they, yep. they started reels, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, I've kind of been messing around a little bit um, with, with that. And I've had a, a couple reels pop off. And when they do, um, like TikTok, they also draw a ton of, of followers. Uh, in fact, I think it was just last fall, um, a reel that I had posted, um got like 80,000 views or something like that. And, um, ended up netting me like a thousand additional followers over the span of like maybe two weeks. So that was cool. Um, cause I don't know, I don't know if it's, if it's like you, but Instagram, it's taken me, you know, what, six years to get up to, I think I'm at like 4,700, 40, 4,500 followers. It's taken a lot of time. Whereas TikTok on the other hand, it's like, you know, a year and a half to two years now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm almost at a hundred thousand. It's like, what? Um, so yeah, I think, I think Facebook's trying to copy a lot of the success that, that TikTok's had. And so, uh, mainly, I guess, long way of answering your question, I creating anything vertical, I'm, I'm creating it with the intention of posting it to TikTok mostly. Um, but that same content can be cross pollinated over to Instagram reels, which if you're posting video content on Instagram, in my opinion, that's the way to go right now is, is reels. So yeah, I mean one one thing that we talk about in the so I, I think you're gonna be episode fifty-five and they were episode fifty-four. But we, cool. we go into reels a little bit because I did a bunch of research into reels. And um so if you if you go to like a hashtag, like say Boston wedding videographer, yep, you got posts one, two, see so it automatically stop starts you at the top tab. So the top performing posts are the first one you see. Mm-hmm. So when you post a reel you automatically take the number one and the number four spot under that hashtag. And it doesn't matter if you've got two views or 2 billion views, you (laughs) take that spot because they're trying to promote reels. And until someone else creates a reel that's hashtag Boston wedding videographer, your thing sits there. Yeah. So that's a big, like that's a big push because you're you're in the number like your reel is technically bigger than the number two spot. It just takes up more real estate. But one thing that I found with reels though is while it does that, when you are usurped, you do not show up under the recent tab. Interesting. So hmm. like if I post like the video that I posted uh, Monday. If you go into the recent tab, you'll see it probably the third or fourth post down right now. Yep. Just like, you know, the natural progression of other people posting. Uh, 
But if you did the same thing with a reel, you don't show up in the recents whatsoever. Huh. So it's it's like a gamble. It's, you yeah. know, do you, do you, so I, I try to combine the two. I try to do a reel and then have it, you know, offset by a couple of normal posts, reel, normal posts, reel. Yeah. That's basically what I do too, um, is, you know, sprinkle in a reel every so often with, um, you know, maybe like a still image frame. And, and even now for, uh, and I don't know if photographers are seeing this too, but, um, still images for me, uh, which again, look phenomenal on a mobile phone, if you blow them up to like a poster size, like a video still, it's not going to look the greatest, but they look fantastic on Instagram. No, nobody would really ever know. Um, they don't perform so well. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's just, they've bucketized me into this video category. And so any pictures or stills that I post, they're not going to prioritize it. No, um, Instagram came out. They they put out a statement that said that they're no longer like a photo. Like they're, they're yeah. No, I remember that thing. So yeah, yeah. Which is which is that's music to my ears. You know, for us, I think as videographers, right? If if uh, and again, going back to what I mentioned about this, the statement of Zuckerberg making in the last uh, two weeks with respect to their quarterly results and them tanking and, and all these advertisers. Um, pulling out of their platform because young people don't, they're not there. They're not there as much. Yeah, they're anymore. just not there. Um, that is telling to me, uh, in that, you know, us and what we do as content creators for video, specifically weddings, um, jump on board, um, get on these platforms, get on TikTok, especially now. If you are full on Instagram purists and don't want to bother, with with TikTok, I guess that's fine. You do you, but um, given the the recent news from Zuckerberg and how much he's trying to keep TikTok off his heels, they're gonna be prioritizing video content, real content, more and more and more over the coming months. So get on that sweet sweet algorithm train, you know? Yeah, but I mean, dude, <laughs> if you can make a video that's just 1080 by 1920 and cause you can cross, you can literally cross post between TikTok and Instagram for sure. Like there, yeah. there's a, you just click the button when you're posting in TikTok. So why not just, and I get the, you know, it's not art. Like just <laughs> it's so, so this is something else for everybody to think of. If you look at fortune 500 companies from 10 years ago, half do not exist today. Like that's what happens when you don't adapt. Like that's yep. just, you know, it's, it's either you get on board with things and you adapt. I mean, who, who here's bought a roll of Kodak film? Like what? It's probably just some wedding photographers. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, like yeah. I'm actually looking at film right now and it's Provia. I don't even have Kodak. It's Fuji. I have Fuji yep. Chrome sitting over there. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but that, that's for, I have a, uh, when my dad died, I got his, uh, Hasselblad ELM 500. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I still have the, the film is in the package right there. I've never actually shot with it, but <laughs> that's cool. Cause that's a completely different animal, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, you know, and, and I think it's easy for somebody like me in my mid thirties and even folks that are in the industry that are much older, right? I, I see people posting, uh, you know, photographers that I know that are sort of posting these memes <laughs> to their stories. It's like, you know, me trying to, to keep up with, you know, uh, post a reel 
but not knowing what I'm doing just to keep up and stay relevant. Right. There's a lot of this, like the kind of the jokes going around, but it's, it's real. Right. I mean, it's, that's a pun, but uh, yeah, I was going to say that, it's, was, uh, but, um, um, but it's, it's reality. Right. And, and I think that's what I'm trying to learn and take advantage of as early as I can is go where the eyes are, you know, um, don't discredit something because you think it's a waste of time or, and granted, like, again, everybody has the things they want to prioritize in their business. So I'm not saying you have to do this, but, um, us as wedding filmmakers, video content creators, I think to be passing up the possibilities on these platforms right now is, is crazy. But yeah, again, just my two cents. What, how relevant are hashtags like in TikTok world? Like what, cause I, I flip through TikTok and I'll see different hashtags like, like for your page, you know, like I see yeah. a bunch of stuff that just seems it's, it's just foreign to me because, you know, I use the, a, a strict set amount of hashtags that all have to do with, you know, wedding videography. So yeah. what, like what, how are you using similar hashtags on TikTok? Or are you just like, what are you even hashtag? Yeah. Or? I, yeah. So, um, I always try to maximize the available characters that you can post in, an, in a TikTok post, which is kind of great actually, because that was one thing that used to frustrate the hell out of me about Instagram is that, you know, you have, uh, obviously more room to put more characters and therefore more hashtags in. Um, but I think they had a limit, right. Where you could only post like 20 something hashtags. And so I just got into this routine where I was just posting the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and lazy, everything that, I've, I do. I everything that I've heard from, from people suggests that like, Oh, if you use the same ones, it's not going to like, you know, it's not going to trend you higher or it's going to actually bring your viewership lower because you're not coming up with unique hashtags. I, I don't know if there's any truth to that. Right. I don't work at Facebook. Um, but in general on TikTok, what I try to do is again, use all the maximum available space. I, I try to keep the, the video description short, um, a couple words if I can help it and then just try to add in more space for hashtags. And basically what I'm doing is, um, you know, I, I tend to try to just prioritize all of the wedding related hashtags more so than anything. So when you go into the app, right, you, you obviously hit the hashtag character and I think the first couple will show you like, you know, all the stuff that's trending or whatever. It might be like some stupid lace potato chip, hashtag or, or something for some other brand or, or something like that. I don't really bother with those. Um, I'll tend to just prioritize all the wedding related hashtags. So if you type in hashtag wedding, you'll see all of the top most relevant wedding related hashtags from highest to lowest. Right. So from there is when I'll usually go, I think it's like, typically it's wedding, it's wedding, TikTok wedding day. And then I think it's like wedding vibes. Um, and then naturally I put like wedding video. Um, and then, you know, usually another hashtag that's relevant to the content, right. If I have room for it and that's Mm -hmm. like hashtag funny or like, um, I've done a, you know, I had some success posting these vertical cuts of, a a couple's film and then their reaction as they watch it, like in one vertical cut. Um, so I'll do like a hashtag reaction. Um, um, and and that's, that's tends to do pretty well for me. Um, so that's my behind the scenes science, scientific opinion behind hashtags. 
Um, so with Instagram, you have Instagram insights. So you can go in and see your audience dashboard. You can see when they're active, when they're not active, general right. makeups, that kind of stuff. Is there anything like that with TikTok? Is there anything, any insights that you can use for like posting? Yeah, their analytics, um, which to be quite honest, uh, I don't really spend a lot of time in there. Um, maybe I should. But um, but yeah, you, you know, you can view, uh, I think there's like a time of day um view you can see kind of when people are engaging with your content the most so i try to post uh, my content around the times when you know viewership is at its peak so i pay attention to that a little bit um but yeah you know it has your kind of your typical analytics sort of view uh on most of your stuff um engagement views followers that kind of stuff same with instagram which uh, again i never really pay much attention to Instagram analytics either, which maybe makes me a bad guest to have on this topic. It makes, it makes you a bad social I just, media influencer. Yeah, it does maybe, but you know, I, I, I try to just try to consistently post content and stuff that I think is either again, funny, heartwarming, uh, endearing, um, just stuff that's going to hit on people's emotions, right. And, and keep them sticking around. Um, cause I think that's where my understanding of TikTok and how they sort of gauge whether or not to bump uh, a video and truly blast it out to their to their users is they'll take they'll take the clip and they'll show it to a subset of a uh, small group of users, and then if if they start to see that um, you know the engagement you know them sticky they stick around for a lot of the video or it gets a lot of comments in this small subgroup of people, mm-hmm. um, they'll blast it to the moon. Um, so, so you never really, you know, uh, again, what I think is a, a great clip, um, for TikTok, um, there's sometimes I, I post it and I'm like, what the hell? That was amazing. Like what, what's the, what's the deal? Why didn't this one go off? The short answer is I don't know. Um, but I just kind of keep, keep posting I think it's important, especially with TikTok to not let it discourage you if you don't get, um, what you think you should have gotten on a clip that may just be like really funny or absolutely amazing or something like that, because um, there's so much stuff I think behind the scenes that goes into how they feed stuff into people's for you pages that uh, are outside of any of our knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So I typically at this point, I have one question that I like to ask, which is what's one thing that I didn't ask that you wish that I would have. And I'm going to go ahead and steal this answer from you already. Do it. Talk to us about the, um, the creator monetization in TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and it's not the reason I post to TikTok by any means, right? I think. Are you getting paid um, right now? Are you getting paid from TikTok? Yeah. Oh, good yeah. for you. Yeah. So let me. Um, so so yeah, and that's what's I think great about it. And sorry, I've got some background noise. I'm pulling it up. Um, is you can they have what's called their creator fund, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which um, again, based on how many views you're getting. Uh, the engagement of your content, um, how long folks are sticking around to watch the whole thing through, they'll give you um, a payout per day um, based on whatever you're getting 
in your videos, right? So, um, so if I look at my dashboard, like I, I just popped in uh, today, February 12th, I made 93 cents, right? Which again, that's not a lot, but if you look back, um, total estimated balance, I'm seeing again, I think, I believe this is since the inception, um, I made like $1,400, um, over the span of two years. Again, so these people out here on TikTok that are like legit TikTok influencers with millions of followers, they're probably crushing it in terms of the creator fund earnings. Um, if I, mean, I getting paid something, that's I I'm mean, getting paid you, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 free money. You know, I think you had yeah. to, you had to fill out a W nine, um, so they have a excuse me a tax form coming in the mail to me, so I can report my my earnings just like you would on like YouTube or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, um, like you know, back in, for example, I had um, I had a, a, a fantastic maid of honor speech that I captured uh as our last wedding of the season back in november and uh it's just hilarious like i was i was literally filming this wedding uh, in newport and listening to this uh the maid of honor speech and i was thinking like i gotta post this one to tiktok because like this chick is so funny um could really could really do well uh and then obviously is working through um some other edits and then finally january uh, about a month ago i just one night did some vertical cuts of her speech, posted the first one, absolutely blew up. I think right now it's sitting at like three or 4 million views. And then what I did was instead of, because TikTok now you can post, I think three minute um, videos instead of just a minute. So I probably could have fit her whole speech into maybe two clips. Um, I snipped it up. I snipped up her basically like eight minute speech into like 10 videos. And um, kind of purposeful because mm -hmm. um, as I posted the first one, naturally people thought she was amazing and they're like, I want to see more. <laughs> so um, I slowly fed it out over um, like probably like a week and a half time frame. Um, and that was like January is our biggest month. So like when I posted that first uh, clip, January 11th, $13.89. The next day when it really took off, $101.48 in a day. So it's like, but that's like, you know, that's probably like 1.5 million views in a single day, which is, it's pretty rare to get that kind of uh, engagement. But then the next day, 35 bucks, the next day, $20, the next day, 15. So like, you know, it's, it's nothing to like quit your day job over certainly. Um, but uh, yeah. it's a nice little, um, but it's something. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. And, and right now, you know, obviously Facebook's probably looking at this saying like, oh, maybe we should actually start uh, paying creators instead of no, stealing all of their – No, Facebook's trying to figure out a way to charge creators. What are you talking turn about? Turn us all into lizard people and <laughs> shove us in front of a VR screen and uh, uh, suck hey, all of our souls. <laughs> suck welcome our souls from our eye sockets. That's what Facebook is thinking right now. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, it's, it's – uh, it's fun, man. Um, I don't pretend to know everything uh, about it, but we've seen some uh, reasonable success from it. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going, especially if it's if it's now on the level of what we're getting from Instagram. It's like, why not? You know, especially again, it, it, if you're creating vertical content for TikTok, that same content can be cross posted. 
to Instagram with minimal effort. So why not? Well, Matt, we've been going for almost perfectly one hour. Beautiful. Time flies. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I just, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, no, I, I was stoked. I, uh, you guys have got to go to his website. It's newenglandcreative.net. That's how long he's been in business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to get that dot .com, dot .com domain, man. Whoever's squatting on it, it's really pissing me off. So I'm, I'm going to – we're going to completely digress here. I'm going to tell you guys a really, really heartbreaking story. An individual – I can't think of his name – loved the state of Tennessee. So when the World Wide Web came out, he purchased Tennessee.com. So he bought that. Mm-hmm. And he refused to give it up to the state of Tennessee. They're like Tennessee.co or something. Like they don't have <laughs> Tennessee.com. Well, what people have been doing over the last couple of years when you have like high profile um, – website addresses is hackers will try to figure out a way to get that so they can sell that .com address to like the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, some I, – I, I could be wrong, but I want to say like teenager in Britain called the SWAT department for his town in Tennessee – they showed up. He was completely confused on what was going on. Uh, he was actually killed by the police. Jeez. And the whole thing revolved around somebody trying to take Tennessee.com. Like as, as, we, as weird like that, that dude was killed over that. Jeez. And uh, uh, yeah, no, just so when somebody's like, oh, I'm waiting for this website to pop up. Like that's all I think about is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> shit can get real real quick yeah so. it's i don't know i don't know what it is man it's like whoever owns it he's just got like like if you go to it i think it's just got new england creative and then a phone number on a white background i'm like okay i called the number it's out of service like what is going on who is this person i want to buy it anyway sorry go ahead it's probably a tinder swindler so probably some tiktoker it sounds like yeah. tiktoker behavior uh, but you guys have got to follow Matt on TikTok, obviously. It is at New England Creative. Uh, like I said, man, thanks so much for coming on. Like, it was great chatting with you. I, uh, you know, so please don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. Uh, I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, and we will see everyone next week. All right, out. Are you looking at a really nice camera you can't afford? Are you wondering how companies afford six red Monstro 8K cameras and all the trimmings? You need to make more money so you can buy one. No, I'm kidding. You need to rent. Renting equipment is way easier than you think. You can ship it all back and forth from your house and it's way cheaper than buying. Best of all, you should include the rental cost in your pricing to pass on the expense because you're shooting with better gear. Wouldn't it be great to use something other than a Canon SL2 for your next project? Run a Sony a7S 3 or a Canon 1DX Mark III. You don't need to buy them. We rent additional cameras, lighting gear, and audio equipment all the time from Borrow Lenses. We've never had a late shipment or anything other than an awesome experience with our customer service. Use our affiliate link below to get renting today, and you'll have professional equipment tomorrow.